numero cinco on the Sunday card. Here back again with you here on Sports Country Radio, Dan Zampano, Chris Raza, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silbreth. Listen to this, folks. You've got now not one, not two, not three, but now four chances to listen to us the Saturday, 11 a.m., the Saturday, 3 p.m., the Saturday again on the triple header, 5 p.m., and if you miss all those shows, ladies and gentlemen, you're right back here at 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m., rather, on Sunday morning for these picks. Ladies and gentlemen, we might be the hottest, the best, the most diabolical betting show in America. I absolutely believe that. Gentlemen, Chris, how are you, my friend? Well, my A's failed me yet again in the American League Divisional Series. But besides <laughs> that, we're doing quite all right. We've got, we've got an interesting book uh, for this Sunday, that's for darn sure. Uh, but I'm doing doing quite all right. Room for improvement for both Maddie and uh, and for Chris. Two and three weeks in week number four. Maddie, uh, a couple of tough losses, a couple of tough breaks, but you know what? We come back even stronger. Losing, I mean... If, if it didn't take like like one under for me, and I'm just like I couldn't be more out. Like I'm just like all right, under was dead in the second quarter of the Cowboys and and, and Browns game, like just <laughs> absolutely dead as they score 80 points in that one. Um, with with you know, Browns playing backyard football. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just unders. I mean unders on the year. It's already been overs are hitting at at, at, at 36, 26, and one. The overs have gone this year. The overs are skyrocketing Incredible. but books books are going to be adjusting books are going to be adjusting so that's the key like this week is like how much do the books adjust the numbers of the totals is the question here you've got a couple of high total games in houston you've got 54 and a half the seattle minnesota game which we're going to talk about in a second that number is what 57 now yeah it's 57 it's, i mean like insane insane overs giants cowboys 54 i mean there's so many High scoring, all of these are above 50. Almost all, like half of these are above 50. It's incredible. It's really incredible. And and another theme for this week is that the lines are huge. I mean, you're looking at 12 and a half points in Cincinnati, Baltimore. You're looking at seven and a half points in Washington and the Rams. Philly and Pittsburgh, seven points. The Raiders and the Chiefs, 11 and a half. Uh, Nine points for Miami and San Francisco. Eight points for Giants and Dallas. I mean, it is a gauntlet. These teams, I mean, these are huge lines. Like, are these teams, like, as good as each other? Like, I mean, I feel like everything is, like, people are not, I don't feel like people are as good as these teams are as bad. Like, I feel like there's a lot that gets siphoned down. There's not that many good teams in the NFL. So, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities to get some really live dogs this week. Um, And why don't we start with one? Because one of them is playing on Sunday night, and a lot of people are interested in this game because there's this notion about the Vikings that as their playoff team from a year ago, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. But, but Chris, I mean, like there's a rule that we follow and, and that rule is what? The rule is, and it's really pretty much been in place for the last, what now a year, year and a half. It's not betting against Russell Wilson. Uh, And as this, this total, the over-under just climbs. Uh, it, it makes it harder to, to bet on the Vikings, and it makes it harder to bet on the over-under. Uh, so I'm going to take the Seahawks minus seven. 
Irvin and going to stick with that. That we're going to ride Russell Wilson until he until it blows up in my face. <laughs> uh, now this could be a fun situation where maybe you tease it, you get the Seahawks, and you take the under as the as the as the no, as the total keeps climbing. As you what you said, what fifty yeah, seven. You tease that, you get the Seahawks in a pick them and put that up to what sixty four, and you hopefully you get a nice thirty one to ten Seahawks victory. Wow, he's calling for a blowout over here. Wow. Wow. I mean, to be honest with you, um, they might hit that 64 anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I wouldn't tease. I mean, I'm teasing it over down. I'm not taking it under at all in that game. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would I would, I would, would be on the overside, no doubt, and get it down to, like, what, 51. I mean, I feel like that's cake for these two teams. I mean, Matt, we, we look at the Vikings and we look at the Seahawks, and we know that, you know, obviously Seattle's really, really offensively minded and all that good stuff. Minnesota's been really good on the ground, and neither of these two teams really do defense all that well, at least in terms of passing. So where do you stand on this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, that's been the storyline, too. I mean, the, Minnesota and, you know, Seattle has given up more passing yards than Russell Wilson has thrown forward. He's already, like, you know, unanimous MVP of the league right now uh, like between him and Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, and Minnesota, they've, they've definitely gotten lit up a few weeks, but I was surprised when I was looking at their stats and they, they do rank ninth in DVOA against the pass because they have played one of the harder passing, uh, you know, schedule of offenses, passing offenses. So, um, you know, and, and again, you got to follow the rule. You don't bet against Russell Wilson. I believe I said on the show two weeks ago when I, uh, who, who was it? The, the Cowboys, when he just backed toward the Cowboys <laughs> and they, they might've been against him on week one as well. Um, and then, and then you also have the storyline of Kirk Cousins in prime time, you know, can't, can't bet on him. It, it's too late for Kirky. He's got to go to bed. <laughs> that being said, I'm taking the Vikings. <laughs> I'm taking the Vikings plus seven. Uh, and mainly cause I, I just saw this stat. It, you know, we all know that Seattle just wins nothing but one possession games. Seattle has won by more than one possession only two times in their past 18 wins spanning over the past three seasons. Wow. Only twice have they won by more than one possession. So you're getting a full touchdown here. They played this game last year on Monday Night Football, and it was 37-30 to 30 Minnesota. I don't think these teams are that different. Yes, Minnesota's had a lot of injuries on the defense, but I just think Seattle's defense is, is maybe even worse, especially no Jamal Adams in this case. Dan, whose side are you taking out of mine and Chris's? Well, you know, guys, I'm going to have to choose one of you, and I don't know who I like more, honestly. I like you both mostly equally. But um, if I recall, when we were talking about Seattle and Green Bay in that playoff game last year a long time ago, if you remember, I believe I pulled out a stat last year that Seattle played 13 games that were one-possession games last year, if I recall. Uh, and they've done that again this year. Um, to me, I just like Matt a little bit more, I guess. I don't know, Chris. <laughs> uh, I like the Vikings plus seven here. I just don't see these two teams as that far apart. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see the Seahawks being able really, I feel like this game comes down to whoever has the ball last, to be quite honest with you, because I really do feel like Minnesota can control the clock and run the football on Seattle, even though Seattle has been decent. Jamal Adams not being there is a big part of the run game more than it is the secondary. So, you know, I think that hurts Seattle. Seattle's going to get theirs. We all know that. They're probably going to win this game. But seven full points, I just think that's a lot. And I think that the public is really going to come in hard on Seattle because of the record of Minnesota, that they've been one and three. So I would actually hold off 
if you're going to take this game, see if you can get a hook at seven and a half and take that number. But if for all intents and purposes for this show, I'm taking Minnesota as well uh, at plus seven. I like it. Yeah. The only, the only thing I'll say about that is I don't think I just don't think a book's going to give you the hook, especially right now. Um, if you're looking at the the uh, the betting numbers, uh, Minnesota, I think they've uh, trying to pull it up now, but it's a little slow. But Action Network's showing that they're getting about maybe 25 percent of the tickets, but like over 90 percent of the money. Like yeah. they are getting absolutely whacked by the sharps as far as on that side of the money. So um, I, I just don't know if a book's going to give you seven and a half. I think they'd be hard pressed to do it because they know as soon as that goes, they're going to get hammered. So, but you know, you never know. If it just don't don't wait till it gets to six and a half. If it gets to seven and it's yeah. still there on Sunday, you gotta you gotta take what they give yeah. you. Yeah, I like grabbing it now. Yeah, uh, Monday night we got Monday night football, and this game is a real stinker. In fact, we have two Monday night games now, actually, with the doubleheader. Um, yeah, Denver and New England. So, are we? Are I mean. For all intents and purposes on the show, we like to take the original Monday night game, and it's and it's the the Chargers and the Saints. Uh, that game right now is at eight points. Um, but are we? I mean, are, before we even pick that game, obviously, are we more interested? I could assume. Are we more interested in Broncos Patriots, or are we more interested in Saints Chargers? I mean, are we more interested versus Hoyer slash Stidham versus? <laughs> uh, I don't even know the guy that's my own team, Brett Rippin. Rippin. I mean, we're going to rip. And anybody that's named the New York Jets is about the only chance that we have to win a game with Brett Rippin at quarterback. But that, I mean, that's a dumpster fire. Oh, horrible game. Horrible game. Shouldn't even talk about it. So let's talk about the other game. I just don't like this line of eight. I just think this is a weird line of Chargers and Saints. And, and I need some expertise, Maddie. So help me out. I don't. I mean, again, we get big dogs, and just looking when you're getting over a touchdown in the NFL, it's just hard not to take it. But we were talking earlier, and I was reminded again of how just how stupid Anthony Lynn and his coaching is. <laughs> he he has lost them two games with just feeling like he has absolutely no feel for how the game is going. Like his his you know his questionable decisions at at halftime with kicking the long field goal, and then just. Just handing the ball back to the Bucks after Tom Brady is absolutely rolling, which is the same thing that they did to the Chiefs when they had the Chiefs pinned mm-hmm. and had them, you know, and they could they should have went for it on a fourth and one, so they punted back. Like he just has no game sense. I feel like he doesn't care like to like put it on the line. Like he just wants to try and play it safe, and it always blows up in his face. And I do worry about a rookie as much as Herbert looks like the real deal and he looks really good. I do worry about him going in to play Sean Payton, a very good head coach. In the Superdome, no fans. Given that you know, I mean, it's 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 so hard to just how to factor home field right now. Like I don't, I just feel like Superdome it just holds so much weight. But I mean, the, no fans there. I guess, I guess what's the difference? But um, I just think Sean Payton's gonna have a plan for him. And I ha- what's their answer for? Uh, nobody can stop Alvin Kamara. I know that they have a great defense on the Chargers, but I think Kamara's just still gonna get it done, running, receiving, everything. So I'll I'll take the Saints minus the eight. Chris. Uh, there's also a couple of injuries that the Chargers in, in undertook last week. Uh, Austin Eckler, in particular, was a yeah. pretty big injury last week. And the Saints, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to get Michael Thomas back. So, um, as much like we said, like I, I think points are at a premium this week, especially. But I just I don't I don't know. Like, can you can you take that eight points with 
the Chargers. Uh, you know, when I looked at this game, my, my first gut reaction was to, to take the Chargers with the eight points. But and, and as good as Justin Herbert has definitely looked, you know, he looks like he might be the real deal for them. Um, I think one where you look at the coaching matchup between Sean Payton and Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn, like Matt said, has squandered by two wins against teams that they really could have beat. And, it, and the Chargers could have been looking at a much different position if Anthony Lynn coached the end of those games, right? Uh, but I just worry it's going to be one of those games where the Chargers are going to be covering for most of the game, and then all of a sudden Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you know, they draw up some sort of scheme. They put up 14 points in two minutes, and all of a sudden the game is out of control. So I'm going to stick with, with kind of the tried-and-true Saints here at minus eight. I can feel more comfortable taking them than kind of riding the, the rookie quarterback with the questionable head coach uh, in a, in a primetime game with, uh, with the Chargers. So give me the Saints minus eight. I like all the points you guys make about the Chargers and the coaching and the problems and the rookie going into New Orleans, and I love all that. But I also don't know how I feel about the Saints. Like, I really don't. Like, I like I had them last week, and, you know, it was a really weird cover to get minus four and a half in cover because they gave up the first 14 points and then gave up the last 17 points to, to trade. I mean, there's so many weird things that happened in that game, and I just... I don't know how I feel about that. So for all intents and purposes, I'm going to cop out and I'm going to take the over. So uh, the over is 50 and a half. And I just can see, I can re- I can see Herbert doing damage to them. I can, because that secondary, we talked about last week, they've gotten, a, they're, they're picking up a lot of penalties. I mean, a lot of penalties on that, on that side. They did it again uh, Sunday. So I, I don't know. Like to me, I just feel like this is going to be a lot of attract me with good receivers Good offensive weapons all over the board. I like the over 50 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I cool. definitely see that happening. I mean, Herbert had some Herbert had some great deep balls against the Bucks yeah. last week. I mean, they were they were scoring in an instant. Like it was, they were having some strikes. Lom- Michael Lombardi made a great point on his podcast this week. He said the Dolphins better have it right with Tua because her- this kid's a real deal. I mean, Herbert's. Herbert's a real deal. I, I thought that was a really profound thing for me to hear. Is like, man, like they really could have messed up if they didn't take this kid. So uh, we'll have sure. to see. Time will tell. Uh, let's go to the let's go to the top three. Let's go to the top three, everybody. Uh, number three, our third, our third in the hole here for uh, for week number five. Let's start with Chris at number three. Yeah, for number three, uh, this is just a stupid game. It's the Jets and the Cardinals. So we thought maybe it wasn't going to play potentially this week, but it looks like it's on. I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with the under 47 uh, in this game, and this is a lot of this is based on the fact that I just don't know who the how the Jets are going to score points. I, I the, their receiving core is, is a bunch of guys you've never heard of, and they they have been running Frank Gore, and I just and Sam Darnold's hurt, but he's starting, and I have no idea what's going on with this team. Uh, so so I expect you know. I expect the Cardinals to win and kind of uh, just kind of control this game throughout. Uh, so give me the under forty-seven as 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 I have a feeling the, the the Cardinals can win this game in just like a twenty to three sort of situation. Yeah, Cardinals have been struggling a little bit last couple of weeks on offense, and and obviously it's going to be a way different scenario with the Jets. And you know, as long as they can play defense, they should be able to to win this game. This is a, a right game for the Cardinals. I think. Yeah. yeah. I said nothing heals a bad offense like the Jets. Deep. Yeah, it's very true. That's very <laughs> true. <laughs> Maddie C number three. Um, so this one, I, I, I don't know if I'm, 
if I'm just falling into a trap here. There's again, I'm looking at these big dogs. There's a few big dogs I like, but I just like we're gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles plus seven in, oh. in just a, a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like everybody's a little too low on Philly. Now I know that they won that game last week in San Francisco because Nick Mullins is blind and just throws with interceptions to the defender standing directly in front of him. Um, so they, they really they really got away with that one there. Um, but I just think, especially in a total, this game is. I think whenever these two teams have played historically, it's a low scoring game. Like these guys are just going to go at it with their defenses. They are going to go head to head. Um, and, and so with a low total of 44 and a half, 44 actually right now, um, getting seven points, I feel like is just too valuable to me. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to get some pieces back on, on, you know, I mean, they've been decimated, absolutely decimated by injuries and by Carson Wentz throwing interceptions, which I'm hoping he doesn't throw another two to three this week. Um, but, but I think they're going to be able to dink and dunk. They dink and dunk their way to a win in San Francisco. I think it's still, I think, even a hard defense to play with all their, their injuries missing. But um, I, I don't believe in Pittsburgh's offense yet. I think Pittsburgh's offense is barely skated by some some also questionable teams. The Texans, you know, under still having Bill O'Brien. And, 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 I mean, even the Broncos. I mean, like, they've really just kind of barely gotten by some some kind of questionable teams. So um, I'm, I'm going to take the, the Eagles and the Seven. Well, that's good because I'm going to take the Steelers and the, play the seven. Hey, <laughs> so we got a lock. We got a lock off. We got a lock off, and I'll tell you why. Because the Eagles are one of those questionable teams. They are the Texans. They are the Broncos. That's what they are this year. They're fully banged up, and you've got a fully healthy Steelers team with a week off playing at home. Now there's going to be fans at this game, apparently. So mm. you know, I mean. I just can't see how Philly keeps up with those amount of injuries. Uh, Lane Johnson coming in and out of game. Fletcher Cox coming in and out of game last week. Uh, injuries in the secondary with Maddox and McLeod. And even Slay got banged up last week, too. I mean, there's just a million. I just can't see Deshaun Jackson coming in and saving the day. An AARP card member, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, it's it's hard for me to see that one. Uh Defensive DVOA, Pittsburgh is third in the league. Philadelphia is 31st in offensive DVOA. I mean, that's just, it, it's just a mismatch to me. Um, Pittsburgh 8-1 and one in their last nine against against NFC opponents, against the spread. 7-1-1 one, and one in the month of October against the spread in the last nine games. I just think everything, I, I know it seems like this is a big number, but this is one of the big numbers that I feel pretty comfortable with. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, and I'm going to lay the seven points this weekend. Look, look, Danny, Danny Publix, I understand it. I mean, Pittsburgh's, <laughs> Pittsburgh's getting 65% of the bets, 87% of the money. Uh, yeah, so the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles are 35% of the bets, 13% of the money. I think everybody, uh, but, and then again, that's, again, our friend Michael Lombardi pointed this out. The fact that the books have not pushed this to seven and a half for the Eagles is because they know that they would get absolutely taken to the cleaners if they gave out that number. And it would go the other way. So I think that they are. I think I think there's going to be some late sharp action on Sunday for the Eagles, and I think this game closes at six and a half or six. So I think you're getting a value with the seven points. Well, then you should grab it on Sunday. And 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 if our luck is it, they'll push. So <laughs> yeah, probably with these two teams. With these two teams. Let's go to number two. Let's start with Maddie here. Number two. I'm uh, going. Back and forth in this game. This is what this is. This is uh, arguably the most interesting game of the week for me. 
This is going to be the four o'clock game, I believe. And it's Indy in Cleveland, and everybody is on Cleveland as a dog. They opened up uh, either two and a half or three, and they got absolutely taken really hard, bet all the way down to uh, to to Cleveland uh, minus one. I, I'm seeing that Cleveland's a favorite. Actually, we're showing that certain places Cleveland's a favorite, and certain places Indianapolis is a favorite at both at minus one. Um, and, and, you know, saying, "Oh, are the Colts legit? Time to get off the Colts." I mean, I just. It's time to get off the breath. Like we're just believing in the three and one Browns who have been able to light up really questionable defenses with the Bengals, the Cowboys, and and um, and the Washington football team. Um, <laughs> I like the Colts defense. Darius Leonard still not practicing us through Friday. He said he's just going to play without practice. Uh, Bobby Okereke's back. That being said, I can't convince myself to take Philip Rivers, so I'm going to take the over in this game. Now, I bet this earlier, I have the over 46 and a half. It's all up to 47 and a half. So, feeling like I'm on the right side of it. But we will be, we will see. So, okay. So, 46 and a half would be the number. Um, it's funny you say this game because I was going to have this game as my under the weather uh, of the week because mm. of the weather where it was and, and the Colts defense versus the, the Cleveland run offense and mm-hmm. how that juxtaposed against each other. But now it looks doesn't look like there's going to be that problem with the rain. And so, you know, it might be a little windy, but still, uh, I got to go away from that game. I got to get off of it. And I gave you the team that I was going to pick in the, in before we did this, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to audible. I think I'm going to audible here. I think mm. I'm going to actually change, change my pick a second time. And I'm going to go with the New York Giants this week. I'm going to take the Giants. I, I love the Giants. I've loved it all week. And you're looking at me like Danny Dimes. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I mean, it's just a Danny alliance here. But I just have a feeling that the Giants have played really, really tough defenses. The 49ers, the Bears, the Steelers. I mean, they just have they just have faced the Rams. I mean, the gauntlet of defenses that they have faced has really, really contributed to, yeah, they're bad. They're bad. But, you know, it's, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that they're not a good offense. But their defense actually played really, really well the last couple of weeks. And I think there's a resurgence here this week because Dallas just – how can you trust Dallas to, to do anything right now? Dallas really should be 0-4. I mean, at, for all intents and purposes, Dallas really it, it is all 0-4 outside of an onside kick. I mean, that's really what we're at here. So getting a full touchdown, even more. I mean, I would love to have even more. I, I bought it at minus – at plus 9 earlier. Um but even at eight points, I, I just think the Giants keep this game close. And it's it's one of those early season, like we talked about, road divisional dogs during the early part of the year typically like to hit a lot. So I'm going to take another one. I'm going to take the Giants plus eight because the Cowboys are losers. Giants. <laughs> Chris. Okay. Dan, another point. On, I mean, the Giants-Cowboys games are also just, I feel like, always dog fights. Mm. But I'm gonna stick with another in another New York situation here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right back to the game I was just talking about. Double up. Give me the Cardinals minus seven because the Jets freaking suck. <laughs> That's why I need to go. The Jets freaking are terrible, and I I was saying this off the show. We're gonna bet Alabama every week, and we're gonna fade the Jets every week until they prove us wrong. There you go. Joe Namath. Joe Namath in his college years was better when he was at the Jets. That's basically what we're saying now. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love that pick. I have that pick too. I mean, that was one I had early 
I mean, I just can't see how Joe Flacco is going to do anything in this game. I just, I, I, it's it's hard to like look at the Jets. Like last week, we were going to take the Jets. I mean, a lot of people. I, I was seriously considering. I'm like, I got to take the Jets this week. They're, they're playing Denver. That's at home. It's on a Thursday night. Perfect spot. And they're right there. And they're winning in the fourth quarter. And they just crap them. <laughs> Again, it's just the Jets. You know, y'all y'all forgot about Brett Rippin. Forgot. Forgot about Come, coming for him. He's got Super Bowl championship in his block. <laughs> he does. So, uh, I like it, Chris. I like that pick a lot. Let's go to our favorite pick of the week. This is the one that means the most, folks. So, take advantage of it. I'm going to start this round here. Uh, this one I absolutely adore, this game. I absolutely adore this game. I absolutely adore this team. Because I like what they're building. Let me tell you a little something about and, and give you some stats on the Atlanta Falcons real quick. The Atlanta Falcons, after that nightmarish, disgusting display they put on on Monday night, not only offensively but also defensively, they are the second worst team in the league in yards per game allowed through the air, 341. They're second worst in points per game at 34.5 points per game given up. They are fourth worst in opponents' yards per attempt, passing. 8.1. By the way, the Carolina Panthers, who they're playing this week, are tied for ninth in that category for yards passing per attempt. Atlanta, you would think, has a pretty good uh, you know, passing offense, but they're 19th in yards per pass attempt, 7th. By the way, Carolina is 7th in opponents' yards per pass attempt, 6.3. Doing pretty good in that category. It speaks to the divisional road dogs that we've talked about. Divisional road dogs early in the season from September through November have an 8.8% return on investment. They're 354, 280, and 23. But you know who has a better return on investment is Dan Quinn. I mean, this guy, how he still has a job is beyond belief. This man, as a favorite in his career as the Atlanta Falcons head coach, is 18 and 33. That is a 25.5% return on investment against the spread. And if that doesn't convince you, I have one more for you. Carolina, after a road dog win, straight up and against the spread, is 8-0 in their last eight games. That, to me, is impressive. I think if Carolina wins this game, we have to seriously consider thinking about them as a playoff team. They are legit. They'll be 3-2 and two with Tampa, who has now lost their second game. Uh, and then New Orleans, if they win on Monday night, they'll also be 3-2. and two. Carolina might be legit what they're building down there. And we need to admit, the Falcons are one of the worst teams in football, regardless of who their quarterback is. They're one of the worst teams in football. Julio Jones maybe not playing. This is a, this is a cakewalk one for me. Carolina plus one at Atlanta. I mean, I, I, I love that. I, I mean, at the plus one. Probably just look for the money line. Wink, wink, hit, hit, teaser yep. uh, coming up. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dan Quinn. I, I just like how like how unmotivated is this, does his team have to be? Like how how defeated do they have to feel after blowing lead after lead? Because they just can't hang on. Just yeah. poor, just poor coaching. The fact that, that there, brings me to my next point. <laughs> the fact that there was that there was money that this game got down to pick them and then people started taking the Falcons again. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Carolina. I mean, 
you think about what Carolina is doing. They're doing this all without Christian McCaffrey. Like, that's what the crazy thing about this is. I just, I don't see how you can pack, though, Dan Quinn. I just don't see it. Um, let's go to Maddie. Well, look, Atlanta's going to have a chance to win a game as soon as they fire Dan Quinn. <laughs> and I see the script saying for the team that has fired their, the first head coach of the season, and that is Billy O'Brien. Oh. He's out the door. He's gotten the boot. The GM, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, the everything. He does it all in Texas, in, in Houston down there. He is no more. Um, so that's going to lead me to take the Houston Texans minus down to five and a half now, which I love even better. I Off of a key number of six, I, I did not think that was going to happen at all. But, again, it goes to show that a divisional – Jaguars are the divisional road dog getting six points. People are – you know, following the trend. You know, they're following it. I'm fading this one. Guess what? The divisional road dog doesn't hit at 100%. Hits at about 57%. So it's a good sample size, but there's still some home teams that win in these situations. Um, and I think they, there's not a better spot for Houston right now. I mean, they just, they, they've been so poorly coached. They're not, you know, they're not using Deshaun Watson the, the way he should be used. He has barely any rushing yards this year. They're not letting him get out and roll out and create. Um, I know obviously he's missing DeAndre Hopkins, but um, I, I just think Houston, they're 0-4. They're 0-4 against the spread. I just don't see how long that can last. And I think Jacksonville is surviving off of their week one win off of Indianapolis. I think people are still looking at that one win week one because I think everybody had Indy that week. They're minus say, oh, they're playing the worst team in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now like people believe in them again. No, guess what? They are that worst team in the league that we thought right before that game. They were outgained by like over 200 yards that game. Philip Rivers was sloppy, turned the ball over all over the place. They got a lucky win week one, and they are surviving off of that. So um, I think Houston, I think the players are going to be motivated. Romeo Cornell, whatever. I mean, I, you know, he's not like inspiring by any means, but I think the captains and the veterans on that team are going to be able to get this team up, get this team to play. And they've beaten, they've beaten Jacksonville in their last four meetings by an average of 13 and a half points every game. So give me the Texans in this spot ready to roll. <laughs> I actually really like that. Of, of the one divisional road dog playing this week that I absolutely hate, it's the Jaguars. I just think they're going to get crushed by the, te- the Texans. I, you have to have that, that weight lifted off your shoulders, that big, fat, B.O.B. weight that's just like, <laughs> off the all that great. icky, disgusting butt chin weight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Chris, do you have anything better than butt chins? Uh, I believe it looks like we might have had some technical difficulties. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think I think we've I think we've lost our the main man for a minute here. Did we, Chris? Are, are we? Are, I I just want to check if he's there really quick. I I think he's frozen here. I think oh, he's back. Oh, is he back? back. Oh, oh, there you and are. And he's back. See, there we go. Just, just a minor moment. He scared us there. Oh, I think we lost him again. Um. Okay. Well. Worth to Chris. If, if we can get Chris back. All right. Then. There we go. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Eddie's here. The All, right. All right. I hate the internet. Um. <laughs> So my final pick of the day is we're going back. We're, we're staying in, in this New York state of mind here. Uh, Giants, Cowboys, under 54. Mm. You heard me mention earlier that these games are always dogfights between these two teams. 
And one, I don't trust the Cowboys at all. The Giants defense has been playing really quite well, like Dan said, over the last few weeks. And I like the Giants to actually be able to score some points, and I think the Cowboys are due to kind of slow down a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. And the reason I like this is because the number is so big up there at 54. Uh, so I think this game is going to stay close. I think it's going to be actually relatively low scoring compared to what we've seen with the last few Cowboys games. So give me the Giants and the Cowboys under 54. I like that. I like. I'm going to say, be careful. Cowboys, <laughs> I know. Cowboys unders. I know. Be careful. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Chris. Yeah, I know. We're going to. Well, it's going to be another 45 to 30. 31 game over here. I, I mean, again, that's another second. First half, it's dead. Just, just you know, throw it out the door. I'd rather, I'd rather it be dead in the first half. Don't give me a last-second field goal that pushes it over so I'm sitting there the whole time. Yeah, no, I, I, think, mean, you'd, I think you'd rather have it win, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I'd rather have it win, of course. But if I'm going to lose, if I'm going to lose in any sort of bet situation, let it be a blowout or let me lose a, a, a total within, you know, let me know within the, the first, you know, two quarters. So I don't have to sit there and sweat it out the entire time. <laughs> does does anybody fumble the ball more than these two teams? No. I mean, this is going to be a fumble fest. Nobody. These teams, these, these aren't football players. These are jugglers playing on Sunday. I mean, <laughs> that, that's really what we're going. We're going to the circus. That's exactly. We're going to Jerry Rose. We're going to the circus. I mean, it's going to what be. They do is before they step out on the field, the offense, they just dip their hands in butter <laughs> before they step out on the field. A lot of popcorn being served in the locker rooms. T.O.'s popcorn's going. Come on, T.O. Come on, T.O. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I love that pick, Chris. I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers in that game. Uh, let's do the specials. Here we go. It's time for Chris's super de duper, super Chris's super, super of the week. What is it, Chris? I think we're, are we what, 3 0, 4 0 so far in the Supers? Hammer. Something like that. I don't think we've lost a super yet. Uh, so this week, this week's Super is brought to you by teams that I think are just going to win the ball game. <laughs> so we're going back with the Cardinals plus three since I like him so much at minus seven. I might as well take him if I can get three points in that Super. Uh, I know we're, we're kind of high on the Eagles, you know, getting seven points. But again, I think that game is going to be close. I think that's definitely a game where the Steelers can just come out on top no matter what the kind of the scoring situation is. Give me the Steelers plus three there. And then the Rams playing the nameless football team there out in Washington. Uh, that's another game where I think Washington can definitely keep it close, but I just like the Rams, no matter what the situation is, be able to come out on top with the win. Uh, it should be interesting. You know, we got Kyle Allen taking over. Uh, our friend Michael Lombardi had a really good piece talking about Dwayne Haskins today uh, on his GM Shuffle podcast. But these are just three teams that I'm confident can win the football game. Uh, so give me the Cardinals, Steelers, and Rams all at plus three against the Jets, Eagles, and the Washington football team. In case you didn't know, I think we, we're, we're friends with Michael Lombardi, just so you know. Yeah, no, good buddies. A friend of the program. Friend of the program. Uh, Chris, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, let's do mine. I'll do the survival pool this week. And I had a hard time with the survival pool this week. We had to sweat out the Rams and, and at home against the Giants last week. And now I'm feeling a little yucky. Like, I'm feeling a little like, oh, I didn't deserve really to, to get through that. But I did. But I did. Barely survived. Barely survived, but survived nonetheless. Uh, so we've used Buffalo. We've used Arizona. We've used the Rams. Uh, you know, this week, oh, we used the Colts too, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. But this week, you know, there's a lot out there with big numbers and big lines. And I'm looking at it. And, you know, my first reaction is I, I got to take a team that's, that's really solid 
And and Baltimore to me looks like that team. But you also have the idea that Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced all week and where is he and how is that going to go and Joe Burrow and how he's been and you know, yeah, they're 12 and a half point favorites, but you know, I don't like divisional teams. I just don't like taking survival pool games in divisionals. So that kind of led me towards more towards Pittsburgh. If I have them at minus seven, I love them at minus seven. I think I just, I, I think they're a good play here uh, at home against a banged up Eagles team. Uh, I don't fault you for taking the Ravens. I'll probably lay it on the Steelers. Um, that's really the only one I see that's that's legitimately gives me a chance. So I'm going to get the Steelers this week in my survival pool, which we are still alive in our real survival pool. We've got 80 players left, so it's going to be a lot of fun if we can get through it. Uh, Maddie, it is time for Maddie's Magic Moneyline Parlay. I can feel it this week. It's going to hit. I know it's going to hit. Like I said, I'm the only, I'm the only one. You guys are obviously are undefeated. But I'm just I'm shooting for the moon with these. I'm just I'm shooting for the stars. And again, Matt, to be fair, I think you have the hardest of the three here to, to try and make it. So we'll, we'll we'll give you a little bit of slack. All you need is one, and it makes up for about five weeks, five or six weeks of of you know of, of losers. That's right. So if we're hitting about thirty percent of the air in these by the end of the year, I'll be really happy. <laughs> um, so tease it earlier in the show, um, Carolina plus. 105 Love on the money line. Wish I, wish I could have taken it earlier when they were at two and could have got a little more little more juice for my squeeze here. But again, I just I just love their chances against Atlanta to win outright. Um, just playing some Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves, just playing some great football there in Carolina. Um, and then we're just going to, again, so many big dogs in this week. There's no other three to four point kind of area of where to lay this one down. So we're just going to... We're going to put the money where the mouth is. We're going to take Kirk Cousins against Russell Wilson. <laughs> We're laying it down. It's a plus 265. It's between him and Carson Wentz. But, again, I really do like Pittsburgh to win that game. I just like Philly to stay in the number. I think Minnesota is much more alive. I think that Seattle is due for some regression with all of these super tight wins and all the, you know, just like ridiculous stuff. And the way that Justin Jefferson is – Justin Jefferson might be playing the Stephon Diggs role better than Diggs was. That's right. I mean, he looks awesome. So, um, and big for me and Danny. We didn't even mention this. Me and Danny going head-to-head in our fantasy football league this week. So, yes. you better hope Justin Jefferson doesn't have a big game, big pickup last week. So It's all going to go through Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, so we're taking Carolina plus 105, Minnesota plus 265. That is going to give you a return of plus 640. On your money line parlay of the week, and we need one of these. We need one. We gotta go one for five here. We gotta hit at least a twenty percent clip. You know, one for five. It's like these money line parlays are like are like baseball. You know, like if you go one for five, that's 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 not terrible. Or one for four, that's not terrible. You're batting two fifty in the league. You're doing pretty. You're, you're in the league. I mean, you're, you're staying above. You're staying above you're average. Exactly. Yeah, you're average. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> like, I love that. I, we, all we gotta be is average in these. So I love back to back weeks on the Vikings. Which I also love because I think the Vikings are getting better as the season goes on. Trending up. They are yeah, trending up. They are a trendy dog this week. Ooh, trendy dogs. One of my favorite things. Um, okay, guys, that's awesome. Very good show. Very good show. I feel very confident. I feel very confident. All of our Stay picks, I feel very confident in all of our picks except Matt and the Philadelphia. That's the only one I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only one. But anyway, um, for Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and Chris Raza, I'm Dan Zampano. You can catch us Sunday card four times now. Count them four times now. 
Saturdays, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and Sundays at 11.30 a.m. only on Sports Country Radio. That's sportscountry.net. We will see you next week, and thank you, as always, as always, for listening to the best gambling show in America. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Coast.